That's right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is a Friday night. Time to kick back. Get out your glass. Relax. We're going to take you on a trip. This is Our Reviews Will Kill You, the pugnacious, pugilistic podcast that reviews movies, TV, video games, all that other good jazz. And looks like the gods have been answered. No Scott. No Noob Noob. Just Z. And that's what we're all looking for tonight. So you get a chock full of Z episode. We're running all the bases. I'm taking care of everything. Uh, noob, cancel Noob Noob finally worked. Finally got rid of him. He's gone. Maybe not forever. Maybe not forever. But um, we're going to go a long way tonight. You'll have to bear with me as I figure some of this out. That we go. Going for straight three hours because uh, my conversations always get limited by other intellects. Uh, I am really happy to see some people out in the uh, out in the chat there. We've got uh, the Stone Cold Killer. We've got Doc, the man, the myth, the legend, Doc. We've got Ray out there. Good to see you. Good to see you. I hope you guys had a good day. I hope you're ready to relax. And let me take you on a little bit of a story here. What are we going to talk about tonight? I'll give you a little bit of a preview. A little bit of a taste. We're going to talk a little bit about animatronic Spider-Man, life-size Iron Man, Pimney sandwiches. What are these things all have in common? Looks like we're going to be talking about Avengers Campus. That's one thing. We'll talk a little bit about the Logan Paul and Mayweather fight. Ron the Stone Cold Killer already has his thoughts and comments about it. We will review. We'll talk a little bit about some BTS uh, meals. And we're not talking about the uh, bind, terrorize, and kill serial killer. We're talking about K-pop. Some Koreans and their band. And how they teamed up with corporate America. Uh, Looks like we have uh, Michael L. Harris out there in the chat. Good to see you. Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, some Loki charms because we will get to some Loki. LeBron, number one hated person in the world, maybe. Maybe he's going to change. We'll get there, Doc, I promise you. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Amelia Clark and the power of her period. <laughs> You're going to want to hear about that one. Uh, Ryan Reynolds has a new cock tail for you oh look it's the knuckles mr knuckles out there in the chat good to see you knuckles check out knuckles uh friends and fam if you want post your uh post your channel out there in the uh in the chat hopefully some people go check you out uh we're also going to go over a little bit of outrageousness we're going to get a little outrageous with some twerking because i like twerking you like twerking well we could twerk together we're going to talk a little bit about how some ice creatures may end up destroying the world as if we didn't have enough problems. The Siberians decided to add another one. And then we're going to talk about the New York Times and fake news and uh, maybe some melons on Mars. We'll get there. From the review side, though, we're going to talk about Conjuring 3. The devil made me do it. Maybe they made you do it, but they also made me do it. And then we'll also get to a little bit of a spoiler-free Loki review. Loki episode came out, number one. Uh, big, uh, big time out there for people. So people are pretty excited about it. But before we get to all that and more, we're going to take one second to pause and talk about housekeeping. Oh, housekeeping. Yes, the housekeeping. So we uh, put out quite a few episodes. Some of them did better than others. Maybe we have some updates on some of these episodes. 
You can catch them on YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe. We do have some new subscribers out there. Thank you so much. You're helping the channel grow a little bit. Give us a little confidence in what we're doing here. Keep fighting the good fight. So we give you a little bit about Tom McDonald, the man, the uh, the God rapper, as uh, ja, as uh, Doc would say. Uh, Doc was sent me an article saying that he has 16 out of the top 100 iTunes um, singles that are that are charting. So that guy is just straight up killing it. Didn't know who he was. Got to learn a little bit. Got an education. Doc's been telling me about it for a long time. So maybe you should check it out too. Uh, we go into the truth about Jupiter's Legacy's cancellation. If you wanted a peek behind the hood of what Netflix does and how they cancel either your favorite or mediocre shows, uh, we give you a little bit of a life lesson there, and we break it down. Noob Noob gives no insight, but he does provide possibly some Google searches. We also break down the LeBronness that is Bronny, Bronny, Mr. Shill for China, LeBron, LeChina James. We get into a little bit of that, and uh, you can check out that video. We'll have a little bit of an update for that as well. So we'll we'll check back on Mr. James there, who's been knocked out of the playoffs for his uh, Lakers team that he seems to care nothing about. And uh, in case you were worried, drones do still kill people. If there's something that's going to kill you, it's probably going to be a drone, maybe sometime in the near future. At least Amazon stopped that crazy plan to like deliver everything by drones, where people were going to have to be shooting them out of the sky all the time. I mean, let's just, you know, let's just be real. People would just be out in the streets hammering drones all day long. So at least they stopped that, but drones have gotten autonomous and may have been killing some people. So keep that in mind. And uh, don't forget again, like, subscribe. It helps us. Make sure you share. And uh, we will move on from housekeeping to the news. Yes, the news. What shall we talk about today? Let us get to the first article. So, yeah, that is a Spider-Man animatronic at the Avengers campus. And, yeah, it's a little crazy. So, what do we have here? We've got a robot Spider-Man. So, all I know is they just opened the Avengers campus. And uh, as you walk around, apparently you see your favorite webhead. But it's not just a person in that costume. It's also a Spider-Man animatronic. They're robotizing him. Hopefully, he does not become autonomous and decide to kill people. But for now, you can just enjoy him at Disneyland. Apparently, it opened on June 4th. And uh, let's see if we can get a little bit of video. They try to explain how it works. I don't know that I can really assess how it works. Other than, let's just give you a sample where they show you, you know, I guess they talk to a bunch of people. I kind of cut through some of this. But what you'll see at some point is that it's a stunt double, essentially. So as you see, Spider-Man's running across the rooftop, doing some backflips, doing all his good jazz. And then, like, he, like, leaps, like, a 100... <laughs> really high up in the air and does, like, a giant crazy backflip. Well, that's a robot. It's a drone. And, uh, you know... Because it's kind of cool, kind of scary. They just like fling the thing and it does like a... I don't know. It's it's interesting. It strikes poses, twists. You know, nothing to be afraid of, people. 
Nothing to worry about. Apparently, there are real people who do like kind of come around, but uh, the big stunts are done by these stunt robots. So, you know, it's something, you know, be careful out there, folks. What else are they doing at the, the campus? Because we have a couple of stories about the campus itself. They're also selling life-size Iron Men. And I think I'm starting to come to a conclusion about this. And, and maybe we'll get there by the end of this. Because, you know, it's an $8,000 lifelike Iron Man statue. Who doesn't want one? Maybe Doc will buy two. Maybe Doc will buy three. But for now, it looks like uh, there are no refunds. You can get it, but you can't return it. It seems to all be in Disney, uh, California. So I don't really know exactly where it is, but it is $7,950 plus tax. Don't forget your taxes on your life-size um, Iron Man statue. People stopped at the, they have a, a backlot store, I guess. And they were looking for all the merchandise and uh, they came, you know, they're saying like, oh, I saw this giant Iron Man suit, which you could just buy right then and there. Sure. I mean, does it work? For $8,000, you should at least be able to get into it, right? That's what I would say. Uh, it's, they thought it was a replica, but it really is uh, for sale. $7,950. I don't think you get a discount. You can't exchange it. I don't know what you would exchange it for. Maybe an Ant-Man suit. Not sure that that holds up, but it can't be shipped internationally. We learned that the hard way. Do not ship anything internationally. It costs you an arm and a leg. You can't ship it to Alaska or Hawaii or P.O. boxes. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> it's ship it to a P.O. box because that'll work. Um, but yeah, it's a giant uh, statue. And they're like, uh, they even drew you a map. Look at that. So nice of them. It's hidden in the DCA entrance sure good luck go find it doc take me a take a picture of it and uh, show me show me just don't deface it that would be that would be mean but speaking of extraordinarily expensive things in the avengers campus we're going to talk about a hundred dollar sandwich folks do you got the bread for this because they got the bread for it disneyland has one of the most expensive sandwiches now i know what you're thinking disneyland's already pretty darn expensive but can they outdo themselves and make the most expensive? Well, they have done that. You can go and pick up your $100 sandwich, <laughs> which doesn't seem too exciting. Guess what? It's a panini. And more especially, it's the pimnini. So we're looking at it. They have a food innovation science lab. And they can shrink and expand meals. What I think is the most expansive thing there is the menu price of a hundred dollars doc saying the ticket is three hundred dollars i'll get to all the pricing because i actually think there's the theory behind all of this the 99 dollars 99 cent quantum size pimnini sandwich is coming to the pim test kitchen the only uh hitch with it i guess which makes it a little more reasonable is that it's supposed to feed six people the sandwich comes with salami, rosemary ham, provolone, sun-dried tomatoes spread on a toasted focaccia bread. The family, oh, it feeds up to eight people with some marinara dipping sauce and an arugula sandwich. 
or salad. So you get a little bit of a little arugula and a little bit of the marinaras. I'm sure they would charge you for the extra marinaras. Uh, this super expensive Disneyland Resort sandwich was unveiled, you know, because people aren't just coming off of being poor. This campus is not for the poor. Maybe it is for the poor. Maybe it is. There's three sizes for the sandwich. A $15 sandwich for a single serving, a 60, well, 57.99 cent sandwich, and a 99.99 cent larger sandwich for 95, 95% profit. Ron will make you that sandwich for, what's a good price, Ron? Give me a good price. What will you sell me that sandwich for? It does serve six to eight guests, but I'm sure it's 90, 95% profit. He said it's, it's uh, one of the most expensive food items, but it looks like there's a wine flight for $155 at Disney's Grand Californian. And what else? There's a $135 or $38 steak. I mean, that is totally reasonable in my mind. I mean, they should. why stop at $100? Why not just raise it up a little bit higher? Because my thoughts... You know, if you compare it to the most expensive sandwiches in the world, there's a $120 Wagyu ribeye and foie gras cheesesteak in, uh, in in the Philadelphia's Barclay Prime. There's a $150 uh, Von Essen Platinum Club from the Michelin-starred Cliveden House in the UK and a $225 Bacon Bling from the UK's Tanberry's Cafe. So... It's right in there. I mean, look, you could even go to New York and get yourself a $214 quintessential grilled cheese sandwich. That was in 2014, though. I mean, Disney wants you to bring your kids. So maybe their goal is to put you in so much debt that you have to sell your children for food. So when you want the sandwich, you can just say, look, I can give you $100 or I can give you this small child which they shall then raise, and that's how they refurb the park with new help because they don't pay enough and there's not enough perks to work there. So if your child just becomes a you know an indentured servitude or, or a slave, they could just work there for free and they could all report to you know Disney's frozen head that's hidden somewhere inside the bunker. I think it's a good it's a win-win for them. Parents, get to enjoy Disney World and all of its perks and Disneyland and get all the nice stuff that they want. They don't need to do, they can leave without a couple of kids. You know, kids are burdens, right? They cost a lot of money, so why not trade them in for good Disney time money? Maybe you can even t trade them in for Disney bucks. I don't know. But I think that's where it's going. But either way, the Avengers Campus sounds like you're going to have to bring a lot of bread and a lot of cheddar with you. I don't know if you can sneak sandwiches in, but I would highly recommend it. That would be my recommendation for this. Let's go to something a little less controversial. A little more brotherly, a little more hug-inducing. Let's talk about the sandwich, or not the sandwich. Let's talk about, I don't want to share this. I just want to see. Okay. We're going to talk about a little bit of hugging. Maybe a lot of bit of hugging. Maybe we're going to talk about the Floyd Mayweather match. Because everyone's gotten in on it. I mean, even my title card for this episode has a little bit of hugging in it. 
And that's because Logan Paul, the famous or infamous YouTuber who's decided that his only way to billions of dollars is to fight everyone possible. And then uh, he decided to fight the richest man in the world who still continues to pummel people, perhaps the greatest boxer of all time, definitely the greatest defensive boxer of all time. Floyd Mayweather had a fight which drew at least a million pay-per-view downloads, which means they definitely made some... They made some cheddar. They this is this is who the Avengers Campus is for. It's for these two fellas, where they can go and just hug it out, get some nice sandwiches. I'm sure they could split the sandwich between the two of them. Feed six to eight people. They're big boys. They could eat that much. <laughs> Doc is saying there's a secret membership that's still a million dollars per year. How many children would that cost, though? Oh, yeah, look at his legs. I mean, look, these guys are both jacked, but this was an exhibition. So you couldn't even gamble on it in the United States. You could gamble on it in the UK. It was um, handicapped or, or what have you. Like, you could take bets on it. But in the US, because it, it was just an exhibition fight, there was no there was no score. There was no judges. Nobody scored. You were lucky there was even a referee. Now, I didn't watch it, but as CBS Sports is saying... Uh, Logan Paul threw a lot of punches, but didn't hit many. He threw 217 and landed 28. So apparently he was pretty tired. I am going to agree. Now, I don't have any footage to prove this, but I'm going to agree with uh, Ron Cold in his assessment. There's definitely a part, and this is why they were probably hugging so much, where Mayweather hit him right in the face and clearly like hit him in the side of the head and clearly knocked him up to the, knocked him out to the point where Mayweather was holding him up so that his, his eyes were closed. So he de- and and I think they wanted it to go to 8 rounds because either there was money on it or they wanted to give the people a show, they wanted people to think it was worth it so that way they could have, you know, the Jake Paul fight against Mayweather or maybe a rematch of Logan Paul like this was clearly a financial decision between the two of them and not a real fight. Nobody tried very hard. Uh, there were many, many great memes about it. I mean, they just, they look like they're having a nice close dance there. Look at them, just swaying in the wind. Just nobody else on earth, just the two of them. They don't even have to look into each other's eyes. They can just feel their heartbeats through their skin as they just, they hug it out, man. It's real bro pro moment there <laughs> some people were like showtime they got the huggies with their little snugglers you know they were just hugging it out i would never paid I, you couldn't all fight I, doc does have a good point all fights are are i mean this was just to make money right i think we can all agree on that apparently tennis players they hug the same way that uh logan paul hug they're going, yeah. <laughs> Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather going backstage knowing they just finessed millions of dollars to hug each other for eight rounds. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they just hugged each other for eight whole rounds is, is what I, what's been described. People just saying they, they love the hugs. I mean, you know, it's all about bank. We know it. We feel it. I don't, like, that's why I would never pay for any of these fights. <laughs> 30K just for the trunks. Yeah, it, it's just, it is it is one of those things. It's become more of a um, spectacle than an actual boxing match. People don't seem to really care about it. But it happened. We got to see some hugging. 
I think we all could use a little bit of hugs every once in a while. So good for them. Good for them. Let's go on to another like craze. Now, if I knew what BTS stood for, again, I don't think it stands for bind, tie, and suffocate. Like whatever that BTK killer. Oh, that's who it was. BTK. But now we're talking about BTS, the enormously popular Korean uh, pop band of, well, okay, let me count how many guys there are. One, two, three, four, five, six. There's seven. What I found out doing my research on this was that there used to be eight of them. And just to bring everybody down a little bit, this is really depressing. I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> I was going to have Noob Noob dress up as... Uh, the eighth member of BTS who may have suffocated himself with CO2. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the pressures of being a Korean rock uh, pop star is pretty, pretty exciting. The thing that's crazy, and we, we've, we've covered these meals, so we'll probably have a taste test with Noob Noob where he smears them all over his body. But the taste test is literally, it, it's just them rebrandishing the same exact food that you could just get any other way. Like, it's not that exciting. It's a 10-piece chicken McNugget with medium fries and a Coke. And then your choice of two new dipping sauces, either sweet chili or Cajun flavor, you know, inspired by South Korean Cajuns, right? Because there's so many Cajuns who live in South Korea. Anyway, it's uh, oh, it's the first celebrity collaboration to go on globally. I know we talked about the J Balvin deal. I don't even know who J Balvin is. But at least I know who BTS is, where they talk about butter. That's their newest song, Butter, where they slather butter on each other. Maybe that's what we'll do for a video with Noob Noob. We'll have him slather butter on himself, slide across the floor, right into a BTS uh <laughs> right into a BTS chicken McNugget pile where then he can stick them to himself and stuff all of those medium fries in his mouth while dumping a Coke on his head. Just came up with our newest video. Uh, sounds pretty exciting to me. Uh, from what I understand here, there's a good look at that, you know, that meal. I think Noob Noob told me it was like almost $10 for the meal. And uh, he said that with coupons, you could get it for like $6. So why would you pay for it full price? I remember we covered the story, uh, not only the J Balvin meal, but the Travis Scott meal, where people were going up and, and J Balvin, or no, they were coming up and saying something stupid to the drive through people. And they had to send out a memo to all the uh, McDonald's employees that said, if somebody comes up and says whatever nonsense this guy says, you you just know it's his order. So just make sure that you get it ready for them. Doc says he'll sponsor the butter for that video. I think we might have a deal there, Doc. We'll see. Especially since he should get punished for missing an episode. I have done 100, at least 197 episodes. I have showed up for every episode as far as I know. I don't think I've ever missed a single episode for you guys in the past uh, three years since we started this thing. And uh, we've had various internet, you know, different people on, different guests, but it's always been your Z-Man. So I appreciate you guys being out there for me. It, it gives me the strength to go on. And uh, I just want to say thank you, just as an aside. 
Don't send me a BTS meal. That's not good enough of a thank you. But um, let's keep going on. Uh, let's see what else is in this story here. Apparently, food chains, <laughs> they operate on razor-thin profit margins. So when they can get some some celebrity to go and do this, obviously, they're repurposing the same thing you could buy normally and just it costs a little bit more money. So they're saying the sales uh, grew three point or 5.5%. Over months end. Oh, by the way, for um, it's not a stock tip at all, but there is a new meme stock out there. You know about our obsession with uh, dog money. Wendy's apparently is the place to go, but they were saying that Wendy's can't be a meme stock. And for those of you who don't know, the meme stocks are like AMC and Dogecoin and things like that where... They're just going up because either celebrities talk about them or a Reddit profile, like a Reddit thread talks about it and they just, they blow up. So GameStop, and we did a video about it, GameStonking, where, you know, people were making tons of money off of these stocks. Uh, well, we've adopted that strategy ourselves a little bit, but you're talking, the newest one is, is Wendy's. But everybody came out and said that's not, that's not actually true. Because it's not really a meme st- stock because Wendy's is in fact undervalued and performing very very good so you know we're, we're doing it oh thank you Ron we I, I love you too man I appreciate it you guys I hope we give you some sort of uh relaxation a little bit of getaway I know we've been, all been through some hard times together I hope I give you a little bit of relaxation on a Friday night it, it definitely makes my evening and I enjoy doing all this and obviously, you know, we don't do this for money. We do it for the, the, the shared experience, the fun. Remember, always guha. And um, let's move to the next story. We're going to talk. We're going to keep the food theme going, though. We're still going to talk about food because I know how much we all like food here, right? We're all foodies. Let's talk about some Loki Charms. I'm going to get to me Loki Charms. So Lucky Charms cereal it may have changed their brand a little bit and they... Uh, they call it now Loki Charms. They're magically delicious, me Loki Charms. They're mischievously delicious. So Lucky Charms is going in here, and um, I think this is pretty cool. I actually think this is a really good idea. I don't know why anybody didn't think of this before, because, you know, Loki, magic, I know it's, you know, uh, leprechauns are Irish, and that the Thor mythology is Norwegian, but there's be crossover that's fun it's enjoyable the only problem with this is that there's only 3500 boxes and i literally looked this up on ebay uh before i did the show before we're doing the show today it was like 99 dollars for a box i mean talk about capitalism but apparently you you supposedly can buy this special box for eight dollars that includes shipping i don't have the money to buy a box or else i'd have one but then would I be able to eat? I mean, it's probably just a box of Lucky Charms with a different box on it. Like, you know, but there's only 3,500 of them. So there's limited supply. So I definitely, th- I can understand why they're going for so much on eBay. Supposedly you could secure a box. I mean, this is too late because it's it, they debuted them on June 9th. I'm sure it's sold out now. But it was mischievouslydelicious.com. Mischievously Delicious went on sale at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on June 9th. It was uh, there was a pre-sale for a thousand, and then if you could guess the magic encryption password, I don't know what the magic encryption password is, folks. I just don't know. 
Uh, but they will they will sell the other general release for twenty five hundred bucks. I am sure that they are sold out by now. But I felt the need to share the lucky charms. There was even a, a little cute commercial here, which I won't play because it'll get me kicked off the air. So uh, that's my new goal. That's my New Year's resolution in the middle of this new year as we all get to go out and, and actually start seeing things and doing things with our friends, family, and and um, peers and everyone else out there. I'm going to have a New Year's resolution. Maybe we can start that as a thing. You know, let's start this. Let's forget about last year. Let's, let's start a new year. And uh, my new, new Year's resolution is uh, it's not to buy a box of L Lucky Charms. <laughs> I forget what it is already. Oh, well. <laughs> We'll come up with some new New Year's resolutions. But either way, let's start a new year and we'll just we'll start over. Let's restart. Uh, but it, there is a great picture. I don't know if I have it, but if you get a chance, go check it out. There, there's a picture of Tom Hiddleston buying his own box. I mean, they, they released it in stores, but it's not really released in stores. You can only, you know, limited edition. Oh, look at this. They're going to do another. They did another collaboration with Jojo Siwa. To create her own strawberry bop. Uh, cereal puffs. Me lucky charms. There, she had, I don't know, whatever. That's the girl, for those of you who don't know, who was like Jojo with the Bobo. Uh, but she's recently like, she's kind of aging out of it. And she came out as, uh, hey, it's Pride Month. So, um, mad shout out to all of y'all out there in the Pride area. But she came out as something. I, I don't I don't even care to identify people anymore. Look, you do you, I'll do me, and we'll just meet somewhere in the middle. But she came out of something. I don't really know what it is, but uh, it's somewhere on the rainbow. So maybe she fits with the lucky charms. It's all good. It's all love, baby. It's all love. So <laughs> let's go from some love. I don't I'm I'm not doing these transitions well, folks. I'm uh I just, I'm going from the love. Let's go from the love to the hate. Because I'm going to drop a little haterade on you, folks. I'm going to drop the LeBron hate. Now, look. LeBron is one of the most physically gifted people in the world. But, bro, I mean, it, when you start doxing cops, you're probably making mistakes in your life. When you didn't graduate high school and you start calling yourself a learned man... You're probably going down the wrong path. When you're misquoting books that you claim you read, also, again, you're probably going down the wrong path. So what does that mean for you? And, and this will be interesting to see because we just covered Space Jam in a previous video. Oh, and I, I guess I just wanted to bring this up while, while I've got you guys here in front of me. I'm going to try something different going forward uh, with the show all of these videos and links that, that I've been sharing with you guys, uh, especially for our audio listeners who don't get to see a lot of this stuff, especially as I go through articles, I've linked all of the articles on the website. So if you want to check them out for yourself, I have the header of what it is. Just go back and you can look up the articles. It'll start with this episode. I'm not going to be able to go backwards and do it. We'll be making some changes as we go on through the future, hopefully to give you guys some, some more uh, information. But the point is, you know, all these articles are legitimate. A lot of this information has some really great videos that you might want to see. So just for your convenience on our website, if you go to wherever the heck that is, I know the link is in YouTube. You find us on Instagram. There's a link tree there to get back to it. You could go check it out. I have links to everything. So just be sure to check them out yourself. Um, but back to the haterade, we're going to talk about LeBron here. 
you know, LeBron, he's not hated. Well, we don't know. We'll see. But he's coming out with Space Jam because he recently quit on the Lakers. And when he was going out on his, when he was, as he was being interviewed after they lost to the Utah Jazz, he was talking about playing for the um, Toon Squad. And he was going to take on the Goon Squad. I don't know if this has a reflection of it, and, and maybe doxing a cop is, is is not a good idea. Like, I don't recommend for anyone in the world to dox police officers, regardless of what they do. You know, I don't care what you want to support, but doxing them is a bad idea. And doxing just means, like, you give out who their, their name, post a picture of somebody. It basically, look, Twitter's poison, folks. Stay off of it. It'll, it'll make your mind better if you stay off of it. Doc's got some good information, too. We're going to get there, Doc, I promise you. But LeBron, there was recently a survey that has LeBron as the most hated NBA player of all. Uh, he hyped up this season. They won the bubble season. But, you know, Sir Charles Barkley said that the bubble season doesn't count. There should be an asterisk next to it, especially considering how many players didn't play, especially some of the top-end players. Um, but according to this survey, he owns the distinction of being the most hated player in the NBA. And they posted a map on Twitter that tagged the data from everybody. So a whopping 24 states, he was the most hated player. Um, his The second most hated player was Kyrie Irving in 18 states. This is based on 70,000 tweets. And, and, and what they did was they didn't ask. They just they they collated data from hashtags and direct keyword phrases that mentioned the hate or dislike for players listed in each state. So here's a map here, and um, <clears throat> as a, a doc is a lifelong Lakers fan, and uh, and he says we'll get to the the number change, doc. I promise. Uh, but he does wear the number twenty three. You know, look, there's a lot of love for Kobe and Shaq and and all the and, and Magic and all the the the, uh, the other previous people, and for him to come in and just kind of usurp all that definitely pissed people off. Um, but what they're looking at is is you know apparently Durant is hated in California clearly because he left the Golden State Warriors. Uh, I can't see who is in. Oh, Paul George for some reason was Russell Westbrook who's kind of irrelevant now. Texas hates Harden, obviously, because he left. Uh, but LeBron is is clearly one of the most, he's the most hated person in the whole, it's crazy. You know, I don't know what Kyrie is hated in so many places. And and obviously, James Harden is, is hated in, in a big area. Oh, uh, Bill Lambert, yeah, that's a good example too. The logo is based off of Bill, the NBA logo itself is based off of Bill Lambert, right? Am I Am I right? Somebody double check me on that. That might not be Bill Lambert. That might be um, West. That, that is Jerry West. Jerry West is the logo. Uh, Ron's talking about, yeah, he's talking about the bad boy. I mean, the bad boy. <laughs> if you ever get a chance to watch a documentary, watch the one on Jordan where he talks about the bad boys. Jordan, who is the greatest of all time. Jordan is the goat. Uh, jo Jordan ha had to put on weight just to, he, he bulked up just to beat the bad boys because they pummeled him. So what's fascinating about all of this is besides the fact that he's the most hated person in the NBA, he also decided to change his number, right? So he went from number 23, which is Jordan's number. So why you're playing with Jordan's number, I do not know. Doesn't make any sense to me why he ever even picked Jordan's number. But he's going back to the number six. You know why he's going back to the number six? Is because 
he's number six on the Tude Squad. So, you know, he's got to get that promotion back in there, baby. Coming out in July, I, I, you know, I hate to say I want something to bomb, but I watched the 30 for 30, and you can see my remarks on that in a separate video. You shouldn't watch it. I get you. My video is is better than that video, and I just sit here in front of a camera and say what I think. The whole thing was is um, it's just cringe, cringe. I don't know why why they feel like that. This is, you know, look. I, I don't mind if you want to go into Hollywood and you want to make things, but you know, the reason why you're so famous is is because you're focused on the game. And when you lose your focus, and, cl and clearly he did, it, it just, it causes people, you know, that's where you isolate your fans. So, I don't understand it. Doesn't make any sense to me. But let's move on from LeBron. I'm tired of LeBron. I am feeling, feeling a little crampy, frankly. I'm feeling like uh, I've got some pain. Now look, this is not a slam on women. This is nothing even resembling that. This is just, and look, she, more power to you if you want to write a comic book. I wrote a comic book. I've actually wrote, written several comic books. I'm okay with that. You, you, do, you do you. I don't mind it. But don't expect to come in from Hollywood and come in and have a comic book that's going to be successful. What I found fascinating is recently... In the top 25 comic books sold in the United States, not one of them is a Marvel or DC or United States comic book. They're all manga. Manga is destroying uh, the, the U.S. comic book market. Why? Because manga focuses on stories, and they don't care about any of this woke nonsense. They don't care about representation. They don't care about anything other than telling great stories. And, I, you know, we've talked about it. I'm a big fan of manga. I'm also a big uh, Marvel fan, but Marvel now is not the Marvel that I grew up with. And this is an image comic, but Amelia Clark, famous from Game of Thrones, decided to write a comic book about a superhero who gets her power from her menstruation cycle. And she also apparently has armpit hair powers. So let's go through this article. <sighs> apparently, this is from uh, comic Cosmic Book News. And I'm going to read this quote. Because I think it's funny. I never thought I would be writing that headline, but Amelia Clark, known for Game of Thrones and the upcoming Marvel Secret Invasion series, is publishing a comic book through Image Comics, Mom, Mother of Madness, where the character has menstruation and armpit hair powers. Okay. Look, ladies. Little tip. Little side tip. Because I've noticed this is kind of a trend. If you're going to grow out your armpit hair, you ain't going to have a man. No man's going to tolerate that. i just trying to be real here. We're keeping it real. But if you think that you just had a baby or something and you're going to grow out your armpit hair because you're free to women's whatever, look, men do their best. To, look, if your man ain't trying his best to look as good as he can, he ain't keeping the beard tight, he ain't doing what he, what he can to, to keep you interested, look, you can leave him. It is what it is. But if you think... You're going to grow out your armpit hair, and you're going to let yourself just fall apart. I mean, I hate to say it, but you ain't going to keep no man around. And that's going to be on you. So just be aware. Just a warning from the man Z. Just telling you, don't do it. And Because the story is based on a single mom. 
Well, if she's letting her armpit hair grow out, she's going to stay a single mom. She ain't going to have no man to help her raise that baby. Especially since the baby daddy apparently ain't around. So this is what she claims. She claims that when she was younger, now she's British, so I don't know what's going on in Britain. But, I, you know, I, I, I went to my fair share of comic book stores. She apparently wasn't allowed to go into her local comic book store because she was a girl. And she resented men in the comic book in industry ever since. So she's decided to write this, this story. Now, what I want to say is she's full of S. You know how I know that she's full of S? Because she says that she went to a Comic-Con for the first time at age 22 with Game of Thrones. If you're a comic book fan and you were trying to get into comic books... You could go. You should have been going to a comic con. I've been to comic cons. I've I've shown my my wares at comic cons. I showed my book at comic cons. They're fun, and th trust me, there are plenty of women there, mostly cos girls, mostly trying to sell their only girls clubs. But look, they're there, and they're clearly comic book fans because they're dressed as those characters. They may be dressed as uh, scantily clad as humanly possible. But they're there, and they're there to titillate, and trust me, I had a booth, right? So uh, I went there with one of my books in the past, and I went there as uh, on Artist Alley, right? And uh, we had our little booth, and uh, my art I I'm a writer, and my artist w was there with me. And my artist does commissions, right? So if somebody came up, and they could pay him like 20 bucks, and he would draw something, and he's a fantastic artist. Uh, maybe one day if he gives me permission, I'll give out his name. I, I don't want to do it right now. It's, it's not fair. But um, w when we're there, we had these girls who were coming up who were trying to use our booth. And look, they were nice enough girls. And they just wanted a place to put their purses and stuff while they walked around the thing. And I guess they felt like we were trustworthy and upstanding gentlemen. So they asked us if they, if they could use our booth as like a, a hiding place. And I was like, sure, whatever. It doesn't matter. Because they're attracting attention. They bring people over and people would check out the comic books that we had for sale. And, um, I, you know, I thought it was cool uh, and uh, whatever. And, uh, you know, little did I know later, once I found out later, that they, uh, <laughs> that these girls, you know, they had their, this was OnlyFans before OnlyFans. They had like their secret, like they'd sell you their nudes. And I'm thinking like, uh, that's interesting. I mean, Stan Lee was there. I got to, I didn't get to meet Stan Lee, but Stan Lee walked past my booth, which was nice. Um, R.I.P. my friend Stan Lee. He is also one of the goats. Just FYI. We had, we had this amazing booth too, by the way. It wasn't my booth. My booth was was pretty lackluster. But the uh, the booth next to us, which was a, uh, a book I contributed to, was uh, it was a zombie book about like World War II zombies. That's just to give you a hint out there as to uh, where you can find this book. Best Times, New York, uh, New York Times bestseller. Uh, if you go out and, and they had, they, they built it up like a bunker. And they had, these guys, some of them were like prop makers. And they made like MG42s and things like that. It was, it was pretty crazy. These guys were awesome. They, they sold a ton of their books. They did a really great job. Way better than I did. But anyway, so she's selling this comic book. Not to get too sidetracked here. But it's based on a single mom. And what I, what I don't... And look, you don't have to be a single mom to write about being a single mom. 
I think the female experience should be that maybe you want to be a single mom to, to talk about being a single mom. That might be a thing that might be interesting to you. But she goes, uh, here's her quotes. She's she's a single mom that gets to that's got to get shit done. This is born from the eye that's born from the idea that single mothers are superheroes. You need superhuman. Oh my god, my reading is terrible. You need superhuman strength to do that. When you get into your 30s and your friends start having kids, you're like, oh my god, I was not aware not aware of what it took. Holy shit, she said. Another key identifier of the character is that all of her powers manifest from her menstrual cycle. The bloating, the hair growth, the mood swings, the acne, all of it. We hate that when it happens. Speaking for myself and everyone I've ever met who has to, who has had a period, what if we turned that around and made that made the period something that we can feel is unique, crazy superhuman thing that happens to our body? When my Maya, Maya Maya is scared. She goes invisible. When she's angry, she has superhuman strength. She could swing like Spider-Man from her armpit hair, Clark says. I mean, the, the, the first issue goes on sale in July, and I know a lot of people are getting 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 dealt because we're, uh, you know, if you make fun of this, like, I'll, I'll probably take criticism for, for making fun of this. And apparently, it's only one of three. Good, I mean, good for her. Look, I'm not saying that she can't do it, but that doesn't mean we can't ridicule it. So fair, you know what I mean? So you're so you're saying for like a week out of the month this girl's got powers? I mean that's you could have tied it into something interesting because if you watch there's an anime called The Seven Deadly Sins where there's a, a, a there's a character who oh I think it's the uh the oh, what is it Pride? The character Pride only has superpowers door when the sun is up. So when the sun goes down, he turns into this tiny little weak guy. Like, I, I'm not saying this. It's not, it, it's not good. Yeah, exactly. Freezing D's balls says the same thing. She only has superpowers for like one week a month. So what does she do? Like, and then if she's a superhero and she's a single mom, how is she protecting her children the rest of the time? And, and this is just one of those things. The reason why there's probably more men as superheroes is because they can afford to risk their lives whereas the the you know a, a baby cannot be raised by a man you know especially like, like maybe modern technology and you can out you you can get milk from a from whatever you know what i'm you people you guys want to know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying like a, a woman's place is very unique and special they ha they're there to raise children and we're you know the men are here to protect them at the cost of their own lives and I think that goes undersaid. And and you know, I have no problem. Like Wonder Woman's amazing. Like I love female superheroes. I don't even mind that she has a superhero. I just think she's misconstruing things a little bit. Good for her. Put it out. It'll bomb. It's fine. Who cares? We'll move on. But guess what? You get to be ridiculed a little bit. It is what it is. So let's move on. I feel like I've spent <laughs> freezing these balls. Yeah, I know the old trope is to be barefoot in the kitchen, but uh, you know, look, women can be superheroes. I am not doubting the power of Wonder Woman, or you know, look, I'm excited to see the new uh, Black Widow movie. Looks cool, but guess what? You know what's sad about her? You know what? What makes her character arc interesting is the fact that she went to the Red School or or what that assassin school. And they made her 
um, sterile. They, they made it impossible for her to have a child so that she could be a more effective assassin. So she could sleep with more men and not worry about the consequences. And that's something that really hurts her and something that makes her very sad. And I think that really is an amazing arc for her character is this thing that they stole from her. So, and that's where, that's where good writing comes in versus bad writing, right? So anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's go as my favorite topic. We're going to talk about drinks. And, you know, Ryan Reynolds, who sold his drink for, what, $8,600,000,000? I forget. <laughs> Speaking of children. It seems like Ryan Reynolds has had his fill of children. I guess he goes, how many children does a man have? Oh, look, there's Noob Noob. Decided to poke his head in the chat. Greetings, noob noob. Actually, I'm starting to think the show is better without you. It just gives me more freedom. There's more arm space I can just stretch out. Not have to worry about, you know, any potential racists. Oh, oh. In fact, it is amazing, right? He's probably at a social function with Elizabeth Moss right now. Can you imagine that, folks? He's what goes hump hump in the night. With a bunch of dudes. So anyway, we're going to move on to... We're going to give you a recipe. Because Ryan Reynolds and his aviation gin, which he sold for a lot of money. He has a Father's Day cocktail for you called the vasectomy. I don't know that it removes your balls, but it could be. And he says that uh, it's as refreshing as fatherhood. Look, he's definitely going to be out there. Well, look, he's a promotion machine. He's promoting the hitman's bodyguard's wife. And he's also promoting his uh, 100-year-old gin brand, right, that he sold, I guess. So let's, uh, let's read his recipe, because if I read it to you, I would get pulled. Uh, first, fill a tall glass with ice. The way children fill our lives with so much joy. Next, pour one ounce of cranberry juice, sweet, just like their little smiles. Then pour three ounces of tonic, so bubbly. So bubbly, just like I feel every day I wake up after a long, full night's sleep. Now, add a dash of lemon juice. Finally, we're going to add 1.5 ounces of Aviation American Gin, the world's highest rated gin for the world's highest rated job, Dad. And to finish off your vasectomy, <laughs> simply stir the drink and garnish with a slice of sunshine. Now that is refreshing as fatherhood. Well, something I can call the vasectomy for no effing reason at all. Happy Father's Day, everyone. He does have three daughter daughters. Three daughters. So I'm sure that is trying for him. So, hey, look, I, I, it, it, he, has a, he has a daughter named James. Come on, man. I just lost a little bit of uh, respect for, wow. Noob Noob decides to leave because he's going to go back to the bar. Guess what, Noob Noob? We have our own bar here. We're all sitting relaxing. You go pound some sand instead of drinks. Anyway, Ryan Reynolds has three daughters. James, Inez, and Betty. And his wife is Blake Lively. Good for him. Good for him. I don't think naming your daughter James, I mean, that's one step away from being a porn star. So, you probably shouldn't have done that, my friend. Anyway, 
I think that's enough of uh, of news. I feel like I've been railing on the news. Why don't we get a little bit outrageous? We're just gonna go. We're gonna get outrageous. Truly, truly outrageous. I'm assuming we're here to get outrageous. Now I think I have a video of this, which I can play for you. But I just know how much we all enjoy twerking because the police are probing a viral video of women twerking on top of an SUV cruiser. Apparently there's a 25 second clip. Uh, looks like it's the Chicago police. Let's see, I have some stills for you of some women sexually twerking. And uh, uh, let's go. Let's see if we can play it. I think we can play it. All right. <laughs> the cruiser is moving. Oh, my God. And these women are twerking. They are twerking for a living. Wow. There's like three girls twerking on an SUV, a police SUV. That is super dangerous. The cop probably should have stopped. That's not a good idea, folks. I don't recommend it. Well, actually, let me re let me rephrase that. I kind of do recommend it. Now, this is going back a ways. I have a, uh, maybe not a twerking story, but there may have been a time in my life where I may have been at a strip club, and when I went outside the strip club, there were police officers that some of the strippers may have been friends with. And I don't know if you've ever seen, I guess there's a video with Tawny Katane. I could probably Google it, but I'm not sure. I think it's uh, White Snake and Tawny Katane. Somebody could fact check me out there where she's like rolling around on top of a car sexfully. I got to see that firsthand in real life. And uh, it was very interesting to see a stripper <laughs> jump on top of a cop car and just start rolling around. I guess they knew the, the cops were there to protect them after like after hours. It was one of those definitive uh, moments in my life. Much like when I spent 9-11 in a strip club. But that's a story for another time. Probably even more outrageous. <laughs> Ron is uh, saying shake that ass for it. I guess, like, what? Whoa. What is going on? I mean, it's a thing. Twerking for cops. Hey, look. Cops are having it rough right now. They deserve a little twerking. I don't think it's a big... Uh, Oh, these, all these stories are, uh, they're all 100% real and genuine. Not one of them made up. But let's move on for twerking. I mean, twerking is fine. We're just, we're, I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of twerking. But what we're really going to talk about, and I hope this doesn't ruin your day, but we're going to talk about, I mean, this is literally a headline that comes from horror movies. Scientists revive a 24,000-year-old animal found in Siberian permafrost. Now, the permafrost, it, this is like one of those things, like, don't do this. You probably shouldn't do this. I understand that they're probably tiny. I know they're tiny multicellular freshwater creatures known as bedeloids or bedeloid roidifers. You shouldn't be waking stuff like this up. This is bad. It's bad news. This is how we all die. You wake up some crazy animal from the past. Comes after us. Gives us, maybe gives us superpowers. Or most likely turns us into zombies. I mean, the thing is, like, this... 
you know, we all heard about those tardigrades, the water bears that live forever, but apparently these things can live for 24,000 years. And they look like freaky diggy needle things. Why they did this, they they, uh, they took a uh, 11 and a half foot deep core sample from some Siberian river and they started looking at the microbes and then they were like, oh, these microbes are dormant. We should just wake them up because that never does anything bad. I mean, I can't tell you how many horror movies. I mean, I love The Thing. This is, this is a straight up from The Thing. Don't wake up stuff that's been frozen for a long time. We're not ready for it. We can't fight it off. What if it starts stealing bodies? What if it takes us over? What if it's Megatron? That's right. Freezing these balls. Says, what if it was Megatron? We don't want Megatron coming back. We definitely don't want Megatron. Megatron doesn't like people. As far as I know, none of these things are friendly. So why would you... <laughs> so here, once they thawed the creatures, they came back to life. And you know what the first thing they started doing? They started getting it on and reproducing. Apparently... They don't even need to get it on because they start reproducing based on parthogenesis, which is an asexual practice, which means they're creating clones of the original. So they just start cloning themselves. Come on, people. We can we can't even we can clone sheep, but we can't clone people. So these creatures are more advanced than we are. Don't wake up things from forty two thousand years ago. Just don't do it. Uh, the longest nap apparently goes to uh, a nematode. That was 42,000 years old. So this is only 24,000 years old. Don't worry, folks. It's not going to kill us all. Barely an inconvenience for any of us. So let's move on. I don't want to be all doom and gloom. Exactly. Pandora's box. Let's not open that box. Let's keep that box closed. We've already seen what happens when you don't eat bats. Don't eat bats, folks. Don't eat them. But let's go to fake news, because maybe that last story was fake news, but it probably wasn't. But you know what's better fake news? <laughs> and I love it that the New York Post is like, we're gonna do, we're gonna do it, we're gonna go hard on the New York Times for this. <laughs> the New York Times wrote a story that they found watermelons on Mars. Now here's the exact quote: is that fields of watermelons found on Mars, police say. <laughs> That was the byline. Apparently, the rest of the story goes, Authorities say a rise of fruit aliens is to blame for the glut of outer space watermelons. The FBI declined to comment on reports of watermelons raining down, but confirmed that kiwis have been intercepted. <laughs> this story is terribly boring. Watermelons taste good, police say. Now, <laughs> I think it's just funny. They claim it was an accident, but I claim... They say it was published in error. They were testing something. I think they know something. I think they're lying. I think there's watermelons on the moon. I think there's transdimensional, international, space aliens abducting children. They're coming after you. They're coming. They're growing watermelons on the moon. Kiwis. And they're abducted children. <laughs> I just, I just thought it was funny. It's a good story. It's a little outrageous. Tiny bit outrageous. So, watermelons on the moon? Probably not true, but... I mean, the Chinese are on the moon. So maybe there's watermelons there, too. I don't know. Just saying. 
They claim they have pictures. They put a rover on the moon. Or not? No. Sorry, not the moon. Mars. Trying to put a, a rover on Mars. So we'll see who gets there first. Maybe Jeff Bezos, who's going to fly in it into outer space, and this is not fake news. Uh, maybe he'll beat every. Maybe he'll fly into the sun, and we won't have to worry about Amazon buying everything. But I guess that's enough of being outrageous and a little bit foolish. Because we're going to go to the reviews. Let's review it. We already reviewed twerking. Why not move on? I feel like I should do... I'll do Loki first. Because I don't have a lot to say about The Conjuring. But let's talk about Loki. So, I won't spoil anything for anybody, but if you weren't aware, uh, especially considering it came out Wednesday, it was actually bumped up. I think it was supposed to come out Thursday, and then there was like a thing where Tom Hiddleston said, hey, can we make it a Wednesday? I don't know why. <clears throat> Maybe to give him better numbers for Disney+. Plus, But it came out on Disney+. Plus. It's starring Tom Hiddleston, Owen Wilson, Erica Coleman. And uh, it aired, it looks like, I don't know when episode two is going to air. Let me take a look. Does it tell me? It does not. But the first episode is called Glorious Purpose. And um, let me think about this. How do I? Well, I'm not going to spoil it as best I can. Well, first of all, let's talk about let's talk about like non-controversial things. The tomato meter from the critic side says 95%. The average audience score is 84%. And uh, look, Tom Hiddleston is amazing, as always. He's great as Loki. It's his pivotal role. He really seems to enjoy it. I enjoyed it. Owen Wilson is basically being Owen Wilson. There's even a scene where if if this didn't come out of... The way that he says it would, would be 100% a Me Too thing if it didn't come out of Owen Wilson's mouth. Because he says it in that dopey Owen Wilson way... Where he's like hitting on a girl inappropriately in an inappropriate situation. But because it's Owen Wilson, you're like, oh, that guy's totally harmless. So they just kind of let it slide. I would think any other actor that did that, it would be a problem. But whatever. You do you, Marvel. Now, here's here's one of the issues that I'm going to talk about. Is that there's a lot of people out there who are really upset about this. Uh, heels versus Babyface. And Nerdrotic, two YouTube channels that I really respect. And I do watch a lot of their stuff. And those guys absolutely hate it. Now, with uh, what I want to talk about is the nature of the MCU. This is, this is what, what you have to understand is the story hasn't unfolded yet. So some of their criticisms are based on the fact that they are looking at this from an incomplete perspective. In my mind, the this show will 100% set up Doctor Strange. It, it also kind of already in a way connects to what we already saw with WandaVision, if you watch that. And it, it connects to Endgame, which is good. It's a plot hole they're going to fix from Endgame. But And I don't want to get too much into the philosophy of it because that, that will force me to divulge some spoilers. But people have problems with the philosophy behind what's going on. 
I think they also don't like the fact that they seem like the influences are not just influences, but they're kind of like ripped off because they definitely have like a Jurassic Park moment where they drop exposition, which is like it's necessary, but the exposition is kind of stolen from something else. Um, maybe Jurassic Park. And then they also say that the aesthetic of it is lifted from Fallout. So it's very strange. It's a little weird. It's a little off kilter. Um, Tom Hiddleston does a great job. If you're a fan of Loki, you're going to like it. I disagree fundamentally with the arguments that were posed by the sites that I'm fans of, like Nerd Rotic and Heels vs. Babyface. They feel like this destroys the entire MCU. It, it, it's it's philosophy, The philosophy behind the show is a mistake, and they think it's woke. I don't agree that it's woke. I don't care who you cast. Like, if you cast people and they're good actors and it makes sense, they're new characters, it doesn't matter to me. I don't really care. Like, I'm only going to go after you for being woke if you truly are woke. I don't think that this is woke. Um, it's a little strange. There is a bit, there's like a quote-unquote big reveal. The pacing on it is not great. For the first episode, it's like an hour long, and there's one scene where you're just like, bro get out of this scene it just takes too long and a lot of it is clips from other movies and not from different perspectives the other problem i have with the with the show is that it really wants to make thor 2 relevant so if you're one of those people who think thor 2 is probably the worst mc mcu movie which is pretty common belief out there that uh thor 2 the dark i don't know the one with the dark elves is I like that movie. I don't think it's great, but I, I do enjoy parts of it. I think some of the the fight scenes are more interesting than your typical, you know, beam in the sky, gotta blow something up. But they try real hard to make Thor 2 relevant to the point where you're like, maybe I should watch Thor 2 again. Um it's it's the same thing with, with Endgame where they try to make Thor 2 relevant. I don't know how I feel. I enjoyed it. I'm going to say I'm with the 84%. It's definitely a B, um, maybe even a B plus based on the fact that Tom Hiddleston is in, is in it. In fact, I think it, it, Tom Hiddleston for not being an A-list actor because he's never really been in anything great. He was in Kong Skull Island. He's in a show that you really should catch, which is um, The Night Manager, which stars Hugh Laurie. It was a BBC show, limited series. I think there were six episodes. It was uh, Tom Hiddleston and Hugh Laurie. Fantastic. If you want to see really good acting, watch that. It's really good. Um, but as far as like, it's good. I'm going to give it a chance. I'm not bailing on it. I don't think it's bad. I don't think you need to worry about anything. I don't really think it's get well, go broke. I think these guys are overreacting to it. I think fundamentally their argument is flawed because they haven't seen where the entire progression goes. I think once you get through it, you're going to understand. When you watch it, Right off the bat, you're going to understand what I'm talking about when you talk when I'm talking about like philosophically it's wrong. We'll get into more spoilers later, but I just it's, it came out so soon. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. So watch it. It's good. I like it. The title sequence is a little weird, not that interesting, but it's not as alarmist as it. There's a lot of people sounding alarm like, oh my god, Loki's terrible. Don't don't listen to them. Just just give it your own shot and, and see what you think. I enjoyed it. I think you should check it out. Let's look up uh, Conjuring 3. Oops, can I spell? Conjuring 3. Nope. Oh, there it is. Conjuring 3. The devil made me do it. This was released on HBO Max straight to um, 
DVD, not DVD, but like straight to streaming of the three Conjuring movies. This is the weakest, but it's better than some of the other Conjuring movies. Now, I'm not the biggest Conjuring universe person. I got into the Conjuring universe much later than most people. Um, I, I, I got it. <laughs> uh, Freezing these Ball says, the first episode is about as exciting as this show, which I'm going to say is uh, from the critic response, I'll take a 95%. But as far as we go for The Conjuring, we're going to say that, I mean, there's a big disparity here between the critics and the audience score. It's 57% for the critics, 85% for the audience. To be honest with you, I like the first Conjuring. It was all right. Second one was pretty mediocre. Um, nothing special to me. This one, I barely paid attention. I thought it was all right. I really, it didn't keep my attention. I, I, I can't really recommend it. You know, it's not bad. It's just not great. It's not the same, like, I, we're in a haunted house. We need to get out thing. Like, it's expanded beyond that. The critic consensus says, The Devil Made Me Do It represents a come down for the core Conjuring films, although Vera Farminga, Farminga and Patrick Wilson keep the audience interested. Yeah, they do all right. They're a little bit older now. They've, they've like moved on in their careers. <clears throat> audience states, It may not be, it may not contain, it may not contain many surprises for fans of the franchise, but this frequel more than makes up for it with another scary, tense, adventure for the ghost busting warrens it's all right you know what i mean like if you if you like conjuring you're gonna like this if you don't like conjuring it's not scary it's not really tense uh a lot of stuff doesn't make sense i will say it's based on kind of a true story and the true story is that this is the first time in the united states that someone took the stance of um they pled they pled not guilty based on the fact that the devil made them do this. There's a murder. It's like a murder mystery, but with ghosty things. I don't know. It was all right. I, I didn't like think any of the scares were scary. I don't think any of the Conjuring movies are all that scary, but this one was like the least scary. So if it's free, it's for me. If it's not free, I, I never would have paid for this, but since it's on HBO streaming, yeah, you can watch it. It's not bad. It's not great. It's not bad. You'll enjoy it if you like Conjuring. But if you don't, you won't. So that ends my reviews. I try not to spoil anything for you because all this stuff came out brand new. Don't want you to be uh, pissed at me because I spoiled Loki. We could talk about Loki uh, together as it moves along. Maybe we'll do some Loki reviews. If you want them, you tell us. Put them in the comments below. Let me know. Let me know if you want me to uh, break down some of the Conjuring, even though I didn't really pay attention to it and I was staring at my phone most of the time. Anyway, uh, make sure you like, subscribe. As I said before, and I just want to repeat this, uh, I'm going to try something a little bit new where I put links to all the articles. So if you want to watch that twerking video, which I know you do, just go to the website. <clears throat> You'll see our link tree in uh, the YouTube channel and in Instagram. Those are our two primary social media since Twitter's poison and Facebook is for moms. Uh, we do most of our stuff there. So be sure to catch us on those two mediums and you'll see a link tree. That link tree will take you to where we post our audio podcast. So also for you listeners out there, strictly on our audio podcast, 
make sure you go check out those videos if you like. I have links to every article, so you will not be, you know, I went through like, I'm not going to say 20 stories, but I went through a lot of stories, and there's a handful of videos in there that you may like. So make sure you check those out. Like, subscribe. We've gained quite a few subscribers in the past few days. We really appreciate it. We thank you so much. We appreciate the fact that you guys listen. Uh, we love doing what we do, and we can only do it because you guys allow us to do it. So keep it up. Keep up the good fight. We'll keep up the good fight. We'll try to educate you as much as we can on all the craziness that's going on out there and give you a little bit of entertainment on Friday nights and whenever you get a chance to listen to that podcast. Um, from all of us here, and our views will kill you. To all of y'all at home, we love y'all. And as far as he goes, I'm already on to the next one.